The issue on the table. A petition from a Quaker delegation in Philadelphia calling on Congress to end the African slave trade and abolish slavery in all its forms. This petition was written and signed by Benjamin Franklin. It cannot go ignored. This comes to a vote in Congress, what is the White House's position? Secretary Jefferson, you first. Tread lightly. Welcome to Oops, I Talk Politics, a new left-wing political podcast featuring me, Sly. And me, Ryan. And me, Phil. And me, Daryl. And me, Tarzan. You, Jane. I knew you were going to make <laughs> I knew it too, show. you fucker. <laughs> uh, so this podcast is about bad Tarzan jokes. No, it's about... Um, Wait, no. How would you do a podcast about bad Tarzan jokes? Uh, you just say me, Tarzan, you Jane every time. <laughs> okay. Then you end it. Well, I've been yeah, Tarzan. Yeah, I've been Jane. <laughs> but uh, so this premise of this podcast is uh, we have conversations and we uh, make it about politics every time, which is what we do in real life. Yeah. And this week we're going to be talking about Hamilton, the apolitical uh, musical that we're making about <laughs> politics. <laughs> yeah, what a stretch. Yeah, it's not like, you know, he's a political figure and the whole thing's about politics. Can we get back to politics, please? Let's, yeah, let's go back. That's a Hamilton reference, guys. <laughs> yeah, so, um, first, before we get into the political aspect, let's talk about what our thoughts are on the uh, musical in general. Well, what if somebody, what if a listener hasn't heard of Hamilton? <laughs> uh, well, that's a joke. Nobody hasn't heard of Hamilton. That's not true. That's not true. Uh, typical liberal, assuming everyone cares. Typical New York elite yeah. liberal. <laughs> well, Hamilton is a musical, hip-hop, multicultural uh, musical, where a bunch of multicultural individuals uh, rap about Hamilton, one of our founding fathers, and about his life. Yeah, and it's been on Broadway for, like, I think, like, two years so Ryan is the biggest fan. I think you should talk about your thoughts on it. Uh, well, I'm not a huge hip-hop fan, and I can't stand most musicals, but I really love Hamilton. I don't know. Maybe it's the politics. Maybe I just think the music's better than any other musical I've ever heard. The music's but, great. The music's yeah. great. And I just, I'm a big fan. And I came to it because I know Lin-Manuel Miranda from, not personally, but... He's my best friend. Like, when he guessed it on, like, some of my favorite comedy podcasts, and I was like, I'll check this thing out that everyone's talking about. And then I listened to it once, and I was like, shit, I wish I bought tickets when no one was talking about it. People make yeah. podcasts and make bad things. I just, I really <laughs> like the way... And I could just be... This might just be stuff that every musical does that I'm just... Uh, like, I don't know anything about musicals, really. But I really like the way... They infuse the musical themes throughout the whole thing, and I think that the way they the lyrics are structured is just really, really interesting, and I love how it doesn't steer away from politics, because a lot of pop culture doesn't lean into it, where they're like, oh, it's a metaphor, you get it? Like, Biff is kind of based on Donald Trump and stuff like that, but I really like that they're like, no, we're going to be very explicit about it, we're going to give a lot of specific politics from the era... And we're gonna really go into more detail than I would really ever expect a Broadway musical to go into about the actual political issues of the, you know, revolution. And I just think it's fascinating. It's like my beef actually is the opposite that it's not as explicit as uh, it might have been, but uh, there there are forces outside of the musical that might have prevented it from reaching its full potential. I guess, but you also need to be able to listen to it. And as a regular person, not knowing about the politics of the late, you know, 18th century and like pick it up, which it does well. 
I find it, even though, like, of course I would like more, I think that the way they infuse his personal character story with the politics, and I think it, it leans harder into it than it has to. I think his life was interesting enough without having to go into, like, his rivalry between, you know, the Democratic Republicans at the time, and I think that I want more, I want but... more... <laughs> But I think that they le- they they do more than expected, and I feel like it gives you more knowledge about politics than most other pop culture things would. Uh, Phil, as the resident uh, history buff, what how, what are your thoughts on Hamilton? I liked it. I, again, I've only listened. Not again. I didn't say it on this podcast. I've only listened <laughs> to it once. As you as you all know, uh, this is a movie <laughs> script. As you all know, I'm, I love Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I I listened to it once. And I was doing other stuff, so it's, I'm not, uh, you know, super familiar with it. I enjoyed it when I listened to it, and I, you know, as they were referencing things throughout the musical, I liked it a lot. I mean, parts of it, like you were saying, like, go away from the politics, like, um, they're just talking about him and, you know, his relationships. And that stuff, for me, I'm like, it's cool to get his personal story, but I was more interested in the political side. Um, but, it, honestly, hearing a a very popular musical about, uh, you know, U.S. government and politics was just exciting to me. Yeah, our founding fathers. Yeah, I was like, this is, th- on that premise alone, it is cool. And that's infused with so much uh, rap. I thought that was really neat. Uh, what are your thoughts, Daryl? Just... Oh, I liked it. That's about as... <laughs> I mean, there's, a th- I think you guys summed it up nicely. There's some things that could have gone more in depth with, but I think it's really great just... That it being so popular, I think, um, is a nice thing. Yeah, I came to it like after the wave of popularity. Like I, I got it like after it was number one on the charts and all that stuff. So you're, you're after. I, I liked it after it was past. It was cool. <laughs> I guess, yeah. But <laughs> I was expecting it to be way more watered down than it was. Because I guess that's my hipster side showing. But usually when things are that popular, I don't expect them to be like that unique. And yeah. isn't it just isn't it just cool to have like teenagers being talking about Democratic Republicans and Federalists? Like for me, that is. Yeah, like I think that's awesome. But what about you, Sly? Uh, so uh, I'm half on your guys' side, and and I probably uh, overall would agree with you. But I, I do want to play a bit a bit of devil's advocate, and maybe you guys can sway me, or at least articulate the counterpoints to me better. But I'm going to read this. Uh, Article by Current Affairs. Let me pull it up because I have to find out the author's I'm name. I'm going to read this whole article to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait. Can we just point out? None of us have actually seen it, right? Mm-hmm. Right. We've just listened to it. Ryan said you've read the article before. and you. Well, I read it when it first came out, and I was just like, this is the most fucking pretentious thing piece I've I, read I read it today. Year. I didn't read it. Tell me about it. Well, we're, we're, this podcast is a pretentious uh, think piece, so, uh, so... I know, and I'm rolling my eyes at us, too, but it's audio only, so you can't tell. <laughs> Uh, the article opens up compare it basically it makes an aesthetic argument which is not really worth getting into but I find it kind of amusing where it compares it to a pirate rap group from America's Got Talent and how uh, this this is just as cor- Hamilton is just as corny as that a bunch of white guys rapping about pirates is just as corny as a bunch of guys rapping about the Founding Fathers oh I mean it's fucking corny I'm not gonna deny yeah. that and uh, and you know they compare it to an eighth grade play and like why is this why is this like to, if, if you did this in eighth grade people think you're a fucking dork which is uh yeah other eighth graders would who which who cares gives a shit about an eighth graders <laughs> opinion no really to be fair eighth graders are assholes yeah i mean 
Come on, guys. Well, this raises a good point about how it's uh, uh, this is basically nerdcore music. Where Ryan said, like, I don't listen to rap, but I like this rap. And that's like saying, like, I don't listen to rock, but I like schoolhouse rock because it's educational and stuff. And so we're the whitest fucking dorks at the moment, just to point that out. But, I mean... There's nothing inherently wrong with that. I know, but but that, that's the perspective we're coming from. No one's saying no one's saying this is representative of hip hop. I know, but that's the perspective we're coming at. So when people argue that this is shit hip hop, we can't really argue with that. I'm just pointing that out. Yeah, I mean, I'm not at all an expert on hip hop, but like they do sample a lot of like Biggie and stuff in there. Yeah, that's true. And and I but like I I don't I don't know anything about hip hop. So like yeah, we are a bunch of white liberals being like, oh, but it's so groundbreaking. Like I I recognize yeah. how that. ethnic. I, I, yeah. I actually I'm the I'm the biggest hip hop uh, fan out of out of, out of us. <laughs> yeah, it's saying something. Uh, yeah, uh, and I'm a Polish guy. Uh, by the way, <laughs> apparently it's a stereotype that if you're Polish, you're into rap. Did you ever hear about that, guys? I have never heard I've that, never heard or that any before. stereotypes about Polish people at all. Are you just making things up about your own people? No, I, w- I went to work. I, I went to work, and my my coworker found out I was Polish, and he's like, "Oh, you must really like hip hop." And I'm like, "I actually do." How? And he's like, "Oh yeah, all the Polish guys fucking love hip hop." And have you the reason- heard that other than from this one guy? No, but all my all the men <laughs> in my family they fucking love hip hop. Like it's just like it a- might have just it might have just reached Poland. Uh, no, I think it's just, like spread. Polish guys love the fucking uh, hip Doug kind of badass guys with shirts uh, big muscles showing off guys with shirts guys without shirts <laughs> that's all music guys without shirts showing off their muscles you know uh, yeah. acting tough but um, yeah. I actually I actually do like uh, like Kendrick Lamar Busta Rhymes Ludacris mm-hmm. but Run the Jewels yeah they're good yeah, uh, I, I like I like rap and but, and I, but the thing is I also like nerdcore music so if people if there's like a stigma against nerdcore I'm in that st- part of that stigma, so I can't really argue against it. I like fucking epic rap battles of history and shit like that, and I like <laughs> that kind of crap. So I literally play like cheesy history raps in class. Like I, I don't give a shit. Yeah. It's it, it's not you're not you're not saying like I'm gonna be as like I'm I'm changing hip hop by playing this. It's like it's cool in a corny way to have some uh, genre that people are really into for different reasons incorporate more academic things. I think. I also think we have to judge it <clears> – <throat> if you're going to judge it as hip-hop, I think you also have to judge it as a musical. And it is way – I mean, I'm going to sound like an old fucking dad, but the music is way cooler than the majority of Broadway. Yeah, like, I think Broadway is a fucking dorky white ass. Yeah, but that's the thing is, like, Broadway is already so, like, dweeby and, like, polished that having it be – even though it's not nearly as raw and unfiltered as, like, any other hip-hop – it's it's a significant step in that direction from your from any other Broadway play that I know yeah. of. So uh, moving aside from aesthetics, let's get into the idea that uh, basically the idea that this is blackwashing, uh, which the, the the article brings up. What? Basically, that the, uh, Hamilton, all these other guys, uh, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, they're all slave owners, but now it's black people playing them, so now it's uh, okay for white people to like it. To like slavery? To, to like basically, uh, basically put up a nice face. Like, oh, uh, now it's it's okay to be multicultural and love the founding fathers because uh, they're now they're being played by black people. So like, it makes white people feel better that now black people are embracing white culture. I that that sounds so dumb to me because white people already like the founding fathers. Every time you watch, it's now like liberals can like the founding fathers. No, it's, it's like because... it's like how uh, basically now white audiences uh, are happy that. 
black people they can they can they can watch, they like Hamilton because it's black people showing their appreciation for the founding fathers basically it's black people showing their appreciation for what white people really like uh, for the record Hamilton wasn't white he was Caribbean that's yes but, but the but the uh, Washington and these uh, slave owners well, we're no, slave owners. I understand that but I I agree with that sentiment for Washington because it's not talked about at all but they bring up Jefferson slavery quite a few times and. I know that it's a demo and it's not actually in the play, but it's released on the Hamilton mixtape. There's a whole third cabinet battle about slavery and John Lawrence and like it, throughout Act One, John Lawrence talks about slavery and abolition. 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 Okay. Yeah. Abolition. <laughs> Iblis trigger. And it becomes it's like it is frequently referenced that Jefferson has. That he has slaves and he's trying to give, you know, he he wrote the Declaration of Independence, but there's a big hypocrisy there because he's a slave owner. And I do think that that is part of the narrative. Is it done as much as it should? Maybe not. But it's not totally, what's the term used? Blackwashed? Yeah, well, uh, it's it's not an unfair term because I, I, think, I think we can but use I mean, blackwashing in, in terms of like, Ben Carson is blackwashing. Like, uh, like he's, they get black people to come out and say, yeah, like Ben Carson comes out well, and I'm says like, I'm not saying it's not a thing I, that I exists. Black people aren't that smart as yeah, white people. Another way to another way to look at this is that it's really cool that they can have um, black people and Latinos on stage acting as the founding fathers who clearly weren't those minorities. Like yeah. that, that's why I was like, this is really cool that they do this, and the fact that the article spins it in a negative light is really kind of that's that's that bizarre far stretching like you're really looking for problems when you're including a diverse cast in your play the point they bring up is that there are there, there were black, obviously black people in those times but there's no slave actual characters in the story and uh all it is is black people playing white people there's no actual black people uh used as because it focuses on the founding fathers but we should have which own slaves this isn't Hamilton and all the slaves they own. It's like yeah. my plantation economy. Yeah, but Hamilton, <laughs> Hamilton's wife owned yeah. slaves. Uh, he he was in charge of uh, controlling her, uh, her slaves. Like he he owned uh, slaves in, in a sense himself. So like so like they will be in the background, but the story completely missing entirely. But then, where are the story like do they go around and talk to soldiers and try and make the soldiers more like humans, or is it just? Yeah, it's not about the common white man either. Yeah. But but you have a, but you have a you have a play about black people and you don't mention slavery like barely it's at all. It's not about black people. It's that they're in they're in the play acting. Yeah, but same. playing white people, playing uh, white slave owners. Yeah, because that's that's what the founding fathers were. Yeah, but then you're not gonna yeah. you're gonna uh, the idea basically that you're romanticizing to to an extreme degree. And I would agree with you if they didn't bring up slavery throughout the play. They don't, though. As a thing. Also, they do. Not, not, uh, I'm going to... I don't want to say I listen to the whole thing, but... Uh, I've listened to it like 10,000 times. Maybe they don't bring it up enough, but it's it's a prevalent theme throughout. This is a quote from the, the article from uh, the, the Miranda, the creator. He said there was supposed to be more... Uh, more stuff about slavery, but they said we don't want to have too much slavery because... Too much mentioning of slavery... Because neither character, neither Jefferson nor Hamilton, none of the founding fathers did anything to really stop slavery. None of them were really abolitionists, and and it would just make them look bad. So let's just drop it, basically, which is pretty much free up romanticizing them. Yeah, I mean that's a problem. Yeah, I think that's fair, but I don't think that they completely erase it from the from the narrative, like well, the article uh, claims it, it, it does. The, 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 the guy who plays Washington, he says the Broadway audience is like being preached to, and the, the uh, what I was suggesting before that uh, the majority. 
the play, play the musicals in general are, are like a product of the one percent where uh, the only people who can't afford to watch this play are rich white people, and and uh, you can't really be. That's why I say it's, it's limited to its potential uh, in adjusting these things because you can't really cater to anyone besides uh, uh, the white rich audiences and make them feel good about the founding fathers. I understand the point, but I don't think that it's catered to the level that the article implies. I, I don't think so either. I mean, every time you watch uh, a documentary or the HBO show John Adams about the founding fathers, it, you're not it's not a, a, a story just about slavery. It's always mentioned that they were slave owners, but it doesn't take away the other things they did. I think it's a fair, it's a fair point that it should be more focused if you're, but it just, I don't think that it's like so ignored that it's like, no, look, everyone's going to feel so great. Cause like they shame Jefferson for being a slave owner and Jefferson doesn't look great in this play. They're not romanticizing Jefferson at all. He's a real asshole. Well, it's because it's about yeah, but they also they also they also romanticize George Washington. He's a slave owner. I know, I know, but and I as said at the beginning, I agree with what they say about George Washington. I think that that is very fair. That they he is very infallible in this play. Uh, so uh, another uh, moving on from this because it's uh, it's a question of uh, of 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 like what do you think that the play plays obligated to address these things? Yeah, and I mean it, we are fucking four yeah. white guys talking about. This yeah. representation, but I mean, every time you talk about anyone in history, you could be like, "Well, he was great, but he was racist." So, whatever. but it's always a question of whether you're stepping too far into propaganda, basically, and, and overgrowth. Yeah, yeah. But, I understand because you don't want to lean so hard in the other way that you're like, "Look, every character in this play is a villain," and you yeah, them like all. obviously, if you're a rich white planter in the late 1700s or the early 1800s, you probably own slaves. But that's like. Are we going to just spend the whole play talking about that, which made them like everyone else, or are we going to talk about the extraordinary things they did? So let's let's focus on what uh, what the article talks about, what Hamilton did, and and Ham and they largely ignore Hamilton's politics in general because otherwise no one would tolerate his level of elitism uh, and his level of um, protectionism in his real politics. Because Hamilton wasn't elitist in real life, like he, yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, the whole, the whole Federalist Party was. Yeah, and and they and they, and they uh, so which is another. Uh, thing they point out in the article basically uh if they really talk about uh, uh politicism uh politicism politics uh people like obama and, and pence will never fucking tolerate it because it's like an extreme degree that we would consider like insane like in our in our, in our pro-democratic uh pro-globalist world we live in today you know, you know what i mean um i guess so but a lot of the pol a lot of his policies were also catered to these East Coast liberal elites, like the that he's apparently pandering to anyway. They they stay they stay all away from like the tariff and protectionism shit, but like yeah. that's yeah, but that, that's like uh, not a thing at all in the in the play. yeah that the politics and that's 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 where I'm I'm kind of sympathetic to your article because when I first saw um, the thing that first uh, Ryan first showed me about this play uh, was uh, Obama announcing it and saying, "Oh, I love this play; it's great." And I thought, if Obama likes it, I can't possibly like it, can I? Because, uh, like, what? it has to be milquetoast bullshit, centrist bullshit. And, and largely and is. That's, a, that's what I was talking about at the beginning. Is it, It's not milquetoast centrist It is for the most part. Like, it, it, has a, it has a very clear partisan message. The fact that Pence wants to see it and the fact that Obama loves it, I think suggests okay. it's more milquetoast than you're letting on. I think that it does it water it down. Absolutely, of course it does. It's pop culture. It's a pop culture representation of anything. Of course, it's going to be watered down. But 
I think it's still pretty clearly the difference between like individual capitalism and a centralized government. I think it, especially, well, primarily only in Act 2, I think it makes a pretty clear divide between, to put it in modern terms, the Democrat and Republican Party. But uh, I guess that's a fair point that they actually do talk about the Federalists and the other... Yeah, and that's, other and that's the major thing that you're saying that they would stray away from. But, like, there are a lot of people today who would support a lot of Federalist policy. Not all of them, obviously. But the idea that uh, we should be focusing on industrialization and, and mercantilism as opposed to, like, well, we should all be small farmers like Jefferson wants... Like, they do talk about that stuff, and I think most people watching would agree with it. And especially given recent events, I think the idea of, like, a nationalized bank, which is a main theme of Act 2, is something that, you know, is relevant to today's discussion, as is isolationism versus intervening in the French Revolution. And th- things like things like that that they talk about in the play that I find very relevant. And especially when you look... At the towards the end of the play, when you get to the election of eighteen hundred, and you have the how it's more about your endorsements and rhetoric than it is actual policy, and how it's you know Hamilton is siding with someone who has real policy instead of just says whatever the whatever people want to hear. I think in twenty sixteen that was a pretty relevant conversation to have. And I, I guess it, I guess it's just a Tea Partier in me where I see. Obama likes it, and I'm like, it has to be bad. I didn't realize that you were a Tea Party. <laughs> <laughs> this is a left wing podcast where I'm a Tea Party here. No, but like inherently, uh, I, uh, if I, uh, I, I, whenever I, Obama likes, it, I'm like, it has to be some centrist bullshit. Like, yes, like, but that's just my bias. I mean, what do you, what do you want it to be? You want Hamilton to be like, the masses are stupid, and you're all dumb, and I'm in a, like, it, 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 <laughs> it is because it is, uh, it is a glorification of Hamilton, and mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it's a Broadway musical about a fucking guy's life. What do you expect? It to I know, be? but uh, there's a there's a point that this is something that caters just to like the uh, the people of New York, Washington, and California. About it's a, it's a feel good story about the mythical economic mobility about the poor and the glorification about the founding fathers. That's I think that's a very valid. I would also argue though that you could make the same argument that even though Hamilton's politics weren't right wing, he's very much what right wing thinks America is. Where he's this yeah that, he's this immigrant that came and joined the military and he rose from poverty to and through pure you know he picked himself up from his bootstraps and became a leading member of the government through just his own ability and through military the military chain of command i think that's pretty clearly not like a, a liberal jerking off point. well that, that's why this article claims it's, it's a shit play because it's, it shows the right uh, glorifying um uh, uh black people glorifying that aspect of their of their policies while the left gets gets uh, gets to mix multiculturalism with nationalism, so they get to feel good about themselves. No, but I also think that once he rises to that power through the American dream, which you know is kind of what the whole country supposedly founded but on. But it's a mythical dream. It's he, uh, we have the we yeah. have the worst economic mobility out of most Western countries. Yeah, but what, because of his struggles, he spends all of Act Two trying to nationalize and centralize the political and economic power to make that more stable. Then, you know, because he got lucky because there happened to be a revolution that he could join. And I was going to say, think... it's real strange to argue this is trying to be like, oh, I can understand why you're you're criticizing it for people on the right enjoying it. But Hamilton himself is for a bigger government. It was against Jefferson's yeah. uh, like state's militia. Like, you can be like, well, this is like, 
it's sad that this is for people on both the right and the left. But is that sad or I think it's sad. It, I fucking it, hate. Yeah, that, that's how I, I was. I was gonna bring up. I don't think it's sad. I think it's like it's just no. It's not. And to go to look back at people from two hundred years ago and be like, well, he's obviously a, a left wing guy, so we should have to portray him this way, or he's a right wing guy. They wouldn't have seen themselves that way anyway. They're they. You can't just say the Federalists are Democrats and the Democratic Republicans are Republicans. The, I, I just think it's valid because of the political climate we're in where uh, the shit, uh, where we, we basically, the article compares, they call compare Hamilton to the, the Barack Obama of, of musicals where you get black people to uh, uh, glorify uh, the founding fathers just like... Uh, uh, you got Barack Obama to essentially give the same policies as Bush in a lot of ways and extend his policies and make it worse. But since, but I also think that that's doing a horrible disservice to things that Obama does, like speak out against pr- police brutality and racial injustice in our justice system. Mm-hmm. That needs a black perspective to really have that conversation, which Bush never would have done. Which mm-hmm. Bush never would have done. And is is Obama perfect? Of course no. not. Is Hamilton perfect? Of course not. But I think that they are pushing the conversation in a direction that is beneficial and yes it should they should do more i agree with you but that doesn't mean that we could that we should shit on the stuff that they have done and not give them credit for pushing the envelope in a way that it should be yeah you you can if you want you can list its criticisms it's just that at the end of the day it does more good things than bad i think and it doesn't make it just because it's not super leftist or what or right or whatever direction you want to push it that doesn't make it centrist milquetoast bullshit and I, I do see kids wanting to know more about Hamilton and Jefferson now, like just on their own. They're like, this is interesting to me. And that's mm-hmm. if you want to – they will get to that deeper slavery issue, which like Ryan said, does come out come up occasionally throughout the play. Maybe not enough. But like that is a central point in both of their lives in general that if you want to learn more about Jefferson and the issue – the hypocrisy of, in saying that, you know, all men are created equal, but I own slaves, and how that was an issue at the Constitutional Convention and continued throughout U.S. history forever. Um, like, getting into American history, even if it's through a, a more watered-down version like Hamilton, is good for people who would never have cared about it before. And I also, I, I think I've repeated myself a couple times, but I do still give it credit that I think it's less watered-down than expected by anybody that was like oh there's a broadway play about alexander Hatch. i think overall um i i, I think uh, as a musical play there's only so much you can uh, expect from uh, and i think you're right that it's more political than you expect especially the milk toast shit that goes on in broadway i that term is just driving me crazy milk toast <laughs> what the fuck does that mean <laughs> It means most like it panders to everyone possible, yeah. and, st- and it's spelled with like a Q, right? M I L Q U E. You ever saw like self-satisfied shit like uh, Oklahoma musicals like that that everyone's just like overly? The fact that you're singing suggests you're more happy than you should be, in my opinion. But um, maybe it's a musical, and that's why they're singing. Which is which is all milk toast bullshit. <laughs> the majority of songs in Hamilton aren't like super. Fun, feel good happiness. I, I think that, that it has more. Uh, I hesitate to use the word edge, but I, I, when you no, but I think that's fair. I think it does. The fact that it's presented with rap too, even if it's not you know the the hardest stuff, it it's still it's not as milk dose as you make it because it could just have been a boring musical about Alexander Hamilton, but they put an interesting. Spin uh, the word on. of the day is milk toast, so everyone uh, yell. Uh, but. Um, <laughs> 
I, I, I think overall you guys are uh, more right than this article. Uh, no, we're left. Th- thank God. Wait, wait. Why do we care about what you think compared to this article? Like what you no, think? I, like I said, I wanted to have your thoughts on it, and I guess we're not having a discussion. We're just going to say our thoughts. And end <laughs> there the is one other thing that I want to bring up about this article. Yeah. The, and you mentioned it very briefly, but we didn't discuss it. The article talks a lot about how like it's so indicative of elitist culture because only rich white people get to experience it. And I've seen a lot of people make this point. And I think that's total fucking bullshit because. Like, yes, I would love to see it. That's great. But that doesn't mean I don't get to experience it. Like, I went to Barnes & Noble and bought the CD for $20. And, like, you could get it on Amazon for, like, 10 bucks. Just because you can't go to the play and, like, it's a super wait list and the tickets are so expensive and everything, there are other ways to enjoy or experience this story. And I think just saying you have to be in the Broadway play does a disservice to how strong the music is. Well, well people do it both ways. People say you, you can't criticize Hamilton because you haven't seen it yet, but most people have Like, people do it both ways. Like, that's, that's, why, that's why the article brings it up, like, saying... Yeah, no, I, I, I... And I think both of those things are bullshit because, like, I haven't seen it, so I don't know what the... I don't really know what the costume or the stage work looks like. But, like, I know the play pretty intricately. It's also entirely possible the stage, the actual play is actual shit, but the the tape is good. I, I have thought that I was like, if I actually ever get to go, is it gonna be really boring? Because I don't like musicals. Because uh, what was it? This, like, sometimes they make a, a tape first, and they're like, we can make a musical out of this, like Evita, and then the actual play is garbage. <laughs> I mean, that's possible, but I doubt it. <laughs> Con- considering how many people still see it. Yeah, that is a complaint that comes up all the time that I think is just, it kind of does a disservice for those of us that really appreciate music and prefer the music to the stage work. And like, I just, I just had to complain about that. That's not really a discussion topic. I just think fuck those people. What's up, people? Hashtag fuck all people. So the only other thing I wanted to bring up was uh, Mal's Filmware's uh, criticism of this play, which should be rank up every couple of uh, strips. Ooh, hot take from Mallard Fillmore. Oh, boy. Are we going are we gonna to end a podcast, every podcast, with the Mallard Oh, Filmore? my God, can we please do that? Uh, basically, uh, uh, Mal Fillmore, the cartoon about a duck, which... Who the f- it's, it's right next to fucking Garfield in the actual uh, Sunday strips. How the fuck is that possible? Like, who, who reads Garfield and then goes to fucking Mal Fillmore? I don't... Uh, I, I know even less about... I don't think it's right next to Garfield. In it's, the... It is. It fucking is in some of those papers. I've, in, I've read... In some. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's fucking crazy. The fact that he talks about fucking how Ted Kennedy should, is a monster for crashing his car and killing a girl like you also ago. You also have Doonesbury in the comics, too, for a left spin. Wait... My uh, my in laws always hang up zits on the fridge. Is that uh, is that the same? Is that what we're talking about? No, that's that's the milk toast comics. <laughs> oh, okay. They try okay, to apply to both left and right people. That's why they're always complaining about like teens. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, Mal Fillmore after uh, the Mike Pence controversy, where Mike Pence oh, went to God, go, yeah, uh, see uh, Hamilton, and they they said, oh, you sh- you should be tolerant, uh, Mr. Pence, and everyone, Trump was like, oh, fuck you, Hamilton. Yeah, and everyone was like, let's boycott this thing no one can go to. I actually heard people yeah. say that. They, their version of what happened, what they heard, was that they all got up and said, fuck you, Pence, like, get the fuck out. <laughs> and I'm like... Yeah, the vi- they actually, uh, they talked a bedroom after it. And they, <laughs> yeah. they, they, I'm like, the video is, like, online. You can just see it. They yeah. didn't say anything of me. I mean... Uh, that video was doctored by the Illuminati. Or afterwards, yeah. they said, fuck you. Yeah. As Alex yeah. Jones would say, uh, the, the globalist, uh, the globalist, uh, doctored that video. So, what did Mallard Fillmore say? Uh, basically that, uh, he pointed out, you know, when... Uh, Hamilton was first casting. They only had a casting fo- call for non-white actors, so they're really the real racists. Not m- m- my oh, is that why there's white people in the play? 
<laughs> yeah, but they did have a casting call for non-white actors because most of fucking Broadway actually literally has nothing but white actors. Yeah. And as Ryan pointed out, they eventually rescinded that when they got... Yeah, because King George has to be a white guy. He has to be. <laughs> Is that any different than, like, anything? Like, every movie, they pick people that... They call for people who... They specific think specific role. Yeah, like. yeah. Well, it's always a thing where uh, if you cast, you have a casting call for a, a black person, you're you're denying it to white people, which which has never happened to black people. You never have casting calls <laughs> yeah. for white people denying it to black people. It's reverse racism, really. We'll talk about this more in our spinoff podcast, White History Month. <laughs> Uh, so I think that's all I got about Hamilton. So, so yeah, I'm gonna listen to the Hamilton mixtape and tell whoever the fucking whatever that article was to go fuck off. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, Mister uh, Nichols, you can fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure he cares and listens. A long time listener. <laughs> long time listener, first time subscriber. <laughs> <laughs> this is our debut episode, so we don't know any of the fucking like iTunes shit. So whatever. <laughs> I'm sure we get a lot of fans of me criticizing Hamilton and people thinking, oh, you guys are praising Hamilton too much. So <laughs> we, we hit the right balance so people will be completely alienated saying, fuck you. I think you mean the left balance. Oh. New balance. Yeah, the left balance. <laughs> so I guess, uh, do we have anything else to add? Uh, fuck you, slides, but I think. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I second that. Uh, Daryl, fuck me. I'd say good discussion. Fuck you, Daryl. Daryl, you're just milk toast. <laughs> you're just a milk toast piece of I shit. Know, I'm sorry. I'm trying. Both sides are right. <laughs> So, so guys, I've been Sly. I've been Ryan. I've been Phil. And I've been Daryl. And we've been Oops, I Talk Politics. Oops, I Ended the Podcast. Independent Podcasting Network.